What's up, good people? Thank you for clicking play on another episode of Big Man Tiny Kingdom. It's summertime. It's the devil's playground right about now here in Arizona. But it don't stop my show. It's hot, but I still love and appreciate getting out in the heat. I take walks in it every day. Yes, even when it's 110, 115. I'm not one of those who you hear about on the news that the rescue teams had to send in a helicopter to save them from the top of some mountain. Nothing too crazy like that this time of year. I stay to my city walks. I hydrate a lot before I head out. I hydrate while I'm out in it, and I do just fine. It has seemed like it's been higher temperatures over the last few summers, and with what's going on right now with the heat in the Pacific Northwest, maybe scientists are onto something with this global warming stuff. Or maybe I'm getting old. I've heard people say that the older you get, your body responds differently to hot and cold temperatures. I don't know if that's true or not. I've come to discover that I'm vitamin D deficient, which is puzzling to me, but it has come up the last several years in my annual checkup. So I was prescribed some supplements, and I was told that the best output of vitamin D is natural sunshine, which works well for me because I love being outdoors. And that's what's puzzling to me about how I'm deficient in the first place. I wanted to share with y'all the story about the time I guess I got too much sun. Happened when I went camping at White Tank Mountain Regional Park, located in Waddell, Arizona, which is close to Phoenix, a little west outside of Glendale, if you're familiar with the area. I wanted to get out of the house, yet stay somewhat local, and it was just a short hour drive to White Tank, close to the city, but far enough outside of it that it still felt like I was escaping the everyday happenings. Didn't hear cars driving on the road or any other noisy distractions. One of the reasons why I decided to check out White Tank is because it's the largest regional park in Maricopa County, 29,271 acres. And I'm unable to tell you much about the park because I didn't get to explore it the way I planned due to what I'm going to share with you in a moment. Epic fail. But what I do know about it that I researched before deciding to go, I can tell you all about that stuff. I'll start with one of the popular reasons for people to visit White Tank. And that is there is plenty of hiking trails. The one I was anticipating taking a walk on is the Waterfall Trail, which gets a lot of regular traffic because, as it suggests in the name, it leads you to a waterfall, but only during the time of the year when there's enough rain to make the waterfall possible because there's no body of water flowing through White Tank. And with this being the summertime and the usual lack of rain we get here in Arizona, I didn't think I would actually get to see a waterfall. But still, lots of opportunity for hiking throughout the park. Also, folks riding their bicycles and horses. One of the cool things that I learned about is that the park has a six-mile competitive trail. I love riding my bicycle and will, from time to time, be on YouTube watching trail ride videos, sometimes for hours. I don't quite know why I'm fascinated with them, but I am. And I've said to myself that one day I want to try to do one of those trail rides From what I've seen, the Sonoran Loop looks like it would make for a hell of a ride day, but I'm going to have to find a crew to link up with to make that happen. That's not something I see myself doing alone. There's also a nature center and library that houses information about the various wildlife and the original people whose home was once the White Tank Mountains. 
There's an area on the Black Rock Trail that provides access to some petroglyphs, which is another thing that I really don't know why I'm fascinated by. It looks like children scribbling on rocks, but I've been to a few Arizona parks that had uh, petroglyphs, and I always find myself spending a sizable amount of time checking them out and taking pictures and trying to understand their meanings. So since on this trip I didn't get to explore much, I've already made plans to return and check out the things I missed on this adventure. I did take a walk around the campgrounds area for about 15, 20 minutes just to get an idea of where things were and to check out the RVs. I love to see what type of rigs other people have because it helps me get an idea of which one I'm going to pull the trigger on in the near future. But other than that little bit of walking around, that was it. The rest of my stay there, I just hung out at the campsite. For this weekend getaway, the spot I chose to reserve was number seven. It was a semi-developed campsite. It included a picnic table. There was a barbecue grill, a fire pit. However, in the summertime, pretty much all of Arizona is on fire restrictions. And of course, for my glamping pleasures, I had to select a site that had power and water hookups. 22 bucks a night, plus there's a $8 reservation fee, which I think the Arizona Park should figure out a way to offer a membership to offset that. I know I'd get one as long as it was a reasonable price and was good for all the Arizona parks. Bathrooms with showers were a quick one-minute walk from the campsite I was at. Per my usual, I get a spot close to the bathrooms, but if you checked out my previous episodes, you know that wherever I go, I always bring my portable toilet and privacy tent, which one of my listeners asked that if I'm going to be close to the public bathroom and going to reserve a site with power, then why am I still lugging all that extra stuff with me? Well, one reason is that when it comes to doing number twos, the bouginess and germaphobe in me will not allow my big ass to sit on a public toilet. <laughs> But what I have done at times when I am as close to the bathrooms as I was on this getaway is that I will take my portable toilet with me to the public bathroom stall so that I can use my own stuff that I feel comfortable sitting on. And when it comes to power, there are times when the campground's power will go out. While I'm waiting for them to get it fixed, if needed, I can use my Jackery and my Ryobi batteries to keep the party going rather than rough it out or cut my camping short because they don't have the services that I need or prefer. So after I scoped out my site and the other areas of the campgrounds, I figured it was about time to set everything up. It was probably 3 or 4 p.m. and the first thing I wanted to get positioned was the canopy tent so that I could escape some of the sun beating down on me and get organized to the point where the dinner meal could start being cooked. Now, this was the first time I was using this particular canopy tent. And I ain't gonna lie, it was a bit of struggle to set up. There was these wind gusts that seemed like they started right when I began putting up the tent. So while I'm trying to get one side staked down, the other side is blowing all over the place. I'm getting frustrated. And to top it off, I'm getting hot and sweating like I was in a full gym workout. And with the time of the day being afternoon, the sun is at its full peak overhead. So all 100 and whatever the high was that day is seriously punching down on me. I was drinking a lot of water and took several breaks, but I think the heat was getting the best of me. See how that sweat on me. I wore myself out. Trying to put up this uh, first tent. 
The damn uh, sun beating down on me. You RVers, y'all definitely got an advantage over us tent people when it comes to summer camping. The more frustrated I was getting with the tent, the more I was cussing, and the more I just can't wait to get an RV and be done with this tent and stuff. <laughs> I think even after I get my RV, I'm still going to do some tent camping because I do love it. But I am going to appreciate the added convenience that an RV provides when it comes to setting things up. 30 minutes or so into messing with this tent, I started to feel drained a lot more than I've ever felt while outdoors. My vision was a little blurry and spotty. There was some discomfort with taking full breaths and a little bit of chest pain. But rather than take a time out, I tried to push through it and told myself that I could chill for the rest of the night once I got everything set up. Eventually, I got the canopy tent completed. I've decided never to use that thing again. With the amount of time it took me to set it up and the features of it, I just don't find that it meets my needs. I still have it, but I am planning on giving it away to someone. So the tent's up. I decided to go sit in the truck for a little bit and cool off in the AC. Then I get back to organizing my gear so that it wasn't all over the place. And fast forward around the time dinner was finished, I just didn't feel right. I had a headache. My vision was still a little off. My eyes were pretty red. My stomach felt a little upset. I didn't even eat. I didn't even have an appetite. I just wanted to sit down or lay down and do nothing. But I did keep drinking water and also some juice. Later on that night, probably around 10 o'clock, I felt better. Still didn't eat dinner, but I did take it easy and listen to some music, play some games, and got to soak in the other reason why I really enjoy White Tank Mountain Regional Park, the wide open, clear night sky that wonderfully displayed the bright moon and stars glowing down on the top of the mountain. Man, that really made up for not feeling so good and not being able to get around the way I wanted to. The next morning, I would say before nine o'clock, it started to heat up pretty good. Fearful of a repeat from the day before, I decided it was time to go. But despite for the first time probably experiencing some heat exhaustion, I ain't scared to get back out there in that sun. My advice to you all is don't let the weather dictate where you go or what you do. Just be mindful about it. Drink extra water. Wear the right clothing. I will say that I had on the wrong type of fabrics for this time of year. That's probably something I want to work out as soon as possible. I got my eye on a new gadget so that I'm ready for the next summer camping trip. I found out that there are portable air conditioners that will keep me comfortable even out in the extreme heat. Us tent campers don't have to stay home or travel hours up north to escape the high temperatures. So I'm going to buy one and see if it will actually work out here in these Arizona deserts. Wish me luck. I'll keep y'all posted. This episode of Big Man Tiny Kingdom is made possible by Lolo Holiday. Without good people like you, it would be hard to grow the podcast. Thank you so very much for your sponsorship. And shout out to all of y'all checking out the podcast. Peace and blessings to you all. This is Big Man Tiny Kingdom. Tiny Kingdom.